0: Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Gannon look again, looking again. throws up the. Mid. That's Picked intercepted! Goal. At the Dan 30. Derek Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Oh, so the end now. Batted Intercepted. Picked off at the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White. What a great second season! That's it for KC. Bucks on the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs.
1: Welcome everyone, and thank you for joining us once again on the Salty Dogs podcast. I am Scott Smith.
2: I am Jeff Ryan, and Happy New Year!
1: Happy New Year! Yeah, we're the Salty Dogs. We are. <clears throat> I'm, not um, as,
2: I'm not as I'm not as as salty as I thought it was going to be.
1: Well, I, I I think I'd put it this way. Uh, we we were having it too easy the last four weeks. Yeah, I mean everything yeah. was sunshine and roses, and yep. and it was easy. So we, we we needed
2: a challenge. Well, I don't know if it was easy. It was it was. Um, I'm talking about this podcast. Oh yeah, no, Well, this is always an easy podcast because we're just talking to each other. I know, but we got a challenge here trying to make this one. You can interesting. You cannot polish this one. <laughs> this was a bad game. This was. However, I will say this. Uh, yesterday, Ali Marpet was on Bucks Total Access with uh, Robert Hainsey, and he made a good point. He and this was um, Ali Marpet's um, view, looking in. He he felt that this is a good football team that just had a bad day, and and that does happen. You don't want it to happen, but it does happen, and it did. Yeah, that's definitely the way we look
1: at it, and what we hope is the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you from what I've read and podcasts I've listened to in the last 48 hours that the credit that the Buccaneers were starting to get Mm -hmm. during that four-game winning streak, like, maybe these guys are actually good. Maybe they can not just make the playoffs in a crappy division, but win a game or something. Right? Yeah, that one game killed all that. We have been completely written off once again.
2: Yeah, but that is the nature of sports business it. I know it. And so what I say to that is, Last week, before Sunday's game, Brock Purdy was has everybody has he been exposed? Is he really bad? Because he didn't have a very good game In Baltimore? Against, against the Ravens. Yeah, that's yeah. well, a great team. Well, there you go. So, um, but then they won, and now they're the number one seed. They won this past Sunday, and the narrative has changed, and the narrative is going to change here if the Buccaneers perform like they should. I don't agree. You don't
1: agree? I don't think if we beat Carolina, anybody's going to give us any more credit. They'll just say, yeah, you beat the worst team in the NFL by record. Right. And you won a division with a 9-8 and eight record mm-hmm. and that was up for grabs because nobody was very good. That so you were, That's what the story's going to be.
2: Yeah, but <clears throat> you were better than the teams in your division because you won your division, so you are in the playoffs.
1: All of that is factual. Yeah.
2: But you're saying the story's going to change, and I don't no. agree. Well, I think it will once you have your first playoff win. Yeah, if. Yeah. But you can't say it's – I mean, everyone's – no one thought the Buccaneers were going to be win out of four out of five games. Right. Beginning in December. No one thought that was going to happen. No one outside the building. Correct. I always, when I say no one, I'm always talking about people who aren't inside. Now, if you look – if you told us five weeks ago that you're going to win
1: four out of your next five games, you'd take that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But it's just that the problem is the order.
2: Well, and – not only is it the order, it was the team that yes. did it to you. God, to that. that, that, and you, Taysom Hill, Ugh. you could have, you could have, um, gotten blown out by the Packers and no one would have said anything. Well, it's Lambeau Field, well, it's the Packers. Jacksonville could have come in and blown you out and you would have gone, well, you know, they finally got it back together again. Trevor Lawrence is playing really well. This was just. It, Not only was it a loss, it was a very, 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 very... There's not enough varies to the ugliness of it. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, I think the main issue was the turnovers. That's obvious. Oh, yeah. It's the first
2: time all year we've had more than two turnovers in a game. Well, I liked your tweet about, uh, what was it, how many 155 or whatever passes before an
1: interception? Yeah, I don't remember these. I think it was 115. Yeah, something like that. He had thrown, like, 115 straight passes without an interception. Yes. Um... But there therein lies the rub. the only two times that the buccaneers crossed midfield on a drive in the first three quarters the drives ended in turnovers. you had you were moving the ball pretty decently on I think our second possession first uh-huh. one didn't go well and then Baker um, tried to get deep and <clears throat> and it was intercepted yep and that was i think he probably said so. That was not a great throw. No, he, needed, he underthrew it. Yeah, right?
2: yeah, he said he needed more air underneath yeah. that.
1: So, okay, that's definitely a, a interception pin on the yeah. quarterback. Uh, but, it, but I look at that one as that was like a punt. Yeah, but I mean, you it's would like lost possession Yes. Um, and then the second time we got in there was that drive where he, you know Chase Edmonds and Rashad White had some nice runs, but then Very Rashad nice. fumbled at the end of the eighteen yeah. yard run. Right. And and so that ended that one. And so even when you Finally get the offense moving, you have a miscue. And then mm-hmm. as to the interceptions, Bakers, it's the first time he thrown two interceptions in a game. The second one, I believe, was tipped at the line. It was. That's how they scored yep. it. Yep. And so while it's his fault, I suppose, for throwing a ball that got tipped, it's not an indication of he was about to throw a terrible throw. Because it ended up being a terrible throw. It was like a foot behind the receiver and right yeah. to the defensive
2: end. Yeah. Yeah, how do you go from having a perfect passing rating to a game like that? Well, he still ended up with like a 91.6.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. And that would be, um, we. I like to ask you what's the best thing you saw near the beginning of every podcast. And for me, it's hard to pick, obviously, after a game like that. But the way the passing game in the fourth quarter went mm-hmm. nuts all of a sudden, <clears throat> they were playing the type of defense that's supposed to pre- prevent those big plays. Things. Yes. And... Yeah. The fact that you – I mean, I thought we were going to see uh, – there was a little bit of this, but I thought we were going to see over the last 10 or 11 minutes just them letting us yeah. dump it down. Keep it in front of them. It's six yards of play. It takes eight minutes to get down the field. Maybe you score a touchdown, but you use up too much time. And all of a sudden we get the 54-yarder to Trey Palmer, which was the first play of that drive. Had he not stumbled making the catch, he probably scores. And so you got like a 15-second drive. Uh-huh. But unfortunately he fumbled, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But And then the touchdown pass – to Chris Godwin, this is the kind of pass you should never be able to complete against a team playing that style of D right, right. then. But it was a great pass, and that's a touchdown. That was a two-play drive. So really your only chance of getting back in that game down 20 and to nothing and 23 and to whatever uh-huh. <clears throat> was to score quickly, which the defense is designed to not let you do. Correct. And all of a sudden, Baker Mayfield, I think he threw for 220 yards in the fourth quarter. He did. And two touchdowns. The other one was an, an, another 22-yarder. It was kind of seen past um, the What did they bummer. have in the
2: first half? 46 yards or something crazy We like had
1: 89, 89 passing yards in the first three quarters. Okay. And then 220 in the fourth quarter at halftime.
2: <laughs> halftime, it wasn't. It was not pretty. Bucks
1: had 44
2: yards <laughs> on 19 plays in the first there, half there compared
1: to 202 for double the amount of plays for the Saints.
2: Right. And you, you, you I think what's so disappointing is that you – you saw the potential of this team in the first four weeks of, of December. Each game, they were building and building. And as you said, the narrative is certainly has changed. But I, I'm just, you know, when your punter is having a problem, you it's mean, it's just that kind of day. The Cons-
1: punter that routinely bombs 65 yards I'm punks, just saying.
2: That, and then all of a sudden? That is like whatever it was, I don't know if it was – I have no idea why, but
1: that was. It. I put that in my game story. I was like, even the some of the players on the team who have been your most dependable yes. performers, all your most consistent performers and, all year, like even, him, and even had the, a
2: bad day, and even the kickoffs weren't as good. <clears throat> I
1: think the first one was purposely popped up because yeah. I saw him doing that in warmups. Okay, and it was so short that I I think that was on purpose.
2: All right, I'll give you that one. But but it is it. <laughs> I don't know it. It is. Um, I think that's what's so fascinating about football is you can have the same guys, everything's the same, and then if everybody doesn't come together at the same time. It goes away. One mistake here, there. But that I think that's what makes it fun. Every week, you just don't know. And as, as you said... Everyone's going to say that, oh, big deal, we beat a bad team. Well, we didn't schedule the bad team at the end of the year. And, oh, by the way, the Carolina (laughs) Panthers, to all these experts during training camp, or at least during offseason, was, wow, they got a super great head coach. (laughs) They got the best coaching staff in the world. You're taking my rant, Jeff. uh, I'm just saying is that it's easy when you're allowed to shift gears on the pendulum, which side do you want to go on? That's the beauty about sports talk. I can jump on the bandwagon, and I can jump off the bandwagon, you know? And so that's why I don't get overly caught up in everything. I, I, I want to wait until the season finishes out. When we're doing the Salty Dog, our, our off-season podcast, I want to be able to say, you know what? 2023 was this kind of year. Well, it's been an entertaining year, I think. Oh, I have- <clears throat> Do you think we played better than you thought we would?
1: Well, then you're. if I say yes to that question, you're going to catch me in the fact that you're going to say you didn't think we were going to be good this year. No, I'm not going to say that, but I'm just saying that. I'm the one who said at the beginning of the year, multiple times, that everybody is saying this about the Bucks. They still have a lot of talent on that team. They have a good defense. Yep. They still have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, and they still have the talent, but we don't believe in Baker Mayfield, so right. they don't have a quarterback, so right. they're going to be terrible when win five or six games. I, and I said at the time, yeah. take everything you just said, but then I'll say we have actually seen Baker Mayfield perform well for an entire season because he did it for Cleveland yep. in 2020. Uh-huh. And <clears throat> I said, so why is it so crazy, since we've seen the guy do it, Right. that he could do it again? Now, I didn't know if he would. Right. I was hopeful. Because it's more fun to say negative things. Well, now he's... He's, he he surpassed both his touchdowns and his yards from that season. Yeah. His numbers, not by a lot, but are a little bit better than they were mm-hmm. in what was the season when he took Cleveland to the playoffs at 11-5 and five and kicked the crap out of Steelers in the right. playoffs. Right. So... Right. The Bucks. If you believed back then that the Bucks had talent on offense and defense, but couldn't go very far because they didn't have a quarterback who was any good, yeah. then if you're willing to concede that, I don't even. You don't even have to concede that Baker Mayfield's good. I think you should. Right. But if you're out there and you don't want to concede he's good, you can at least concede that he has played well yeah. for the balance of the season. Correct. You can. The podcast I was just listening to was saying, yeah, that was vintage Baker Mayfield, and he couldn't <sighs> do this and he couldn't do that. That's what we expect to see, and he'd been doing well before. But that's. A, I mean, come on. Why give him credit for the us? whole body. Well, <laughs> I like. They don't talk about just the Bucks.
2: Yeah, I know, but that that's that's such an oh. Now, you, now you're going to get me salty. I learn stuff about
1: the rest of the league by listening yeah, to podcasts.
2: Yeah, I, I, I understand
1: that. Um and yeah, sometimes what they say about the Bucks, but generally some of these podcasts simply haven't said anything about the Bucks all season
2: so. So, I mean, so things are struggling along are People aren't saying that about Patrick Mahomes right now. He certainly is having a hard go right they now. They sure as
1: hell are saying those are they? things about
2: Patrick Mahomes and the I Chiefs. I thought they were blaming the receivers. Well,
1: they're not really blaming Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, because they still think he's – and he is. Well, yeah. Unbelievably talented, and if he had a better cast around him, he'd be doing better. But they're definitely – I people are writing the Chiefs off, which I think is a bit which premature. Up, it is. Um, <laughs> if you were to believe the bulk of the media, I think the only two teams that even have a chance to win the Super Bowl are Baltimore. San Francisco.
2: Now watch neither one of them make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, that I would, would be, be surprised. I would be surprised too, but it could happen because you can have one off day.
1: Do you know that Baltimore has taken a lead into the fourth quarter in every single one of their games this year?
2: Yes, and they've scored some ungodly amount of points against the best teams in the NFL. Yeah,
1: fifty-six and nineteen over the yeah, Dolphins. Dolphins,
2: and then also over uh, San Francisco, they put a lot of points. Yeah. Up. So you you look at that team right now, and you go, "Holy! Wouldn't smokes. want to
1: face them." But you actually, know,
2: I do want to face them because the only way we could do that is in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I'd love it if the Bucs right. face the Ravens. Right. But uh, you know, I think that. As everybody gets all cranked up, if you really look, I mean, look at the AFC South. There is they could get three teams in. Yes, and it's up for grabs on who's going to win it right now. Yeah, and so the but I I think the NFC South gets more of a knock than any other division of being not very good. And I don't I'm not really sure why, but hey, you know what, Jeff, come on. You can't not acknowledge the fact that the division
1: was won last year by an eight and nine team, I understand and that the division that. is going to be won this year by a nine and eight team. So it's wh- perfectly reasonable for people to say this is the down division in the NFL right well, now.
2: Well, what about the AFC South? the The winner is going to be nine and seven. Now would be nine and eight.
1: Uh, aren't they all at nine and seven?
2: Yeah, so the winner- so
1: they, the winner could be ten and seven. Oh, are they 9 and ten? And I don't know. I'm going to go look uh, up. Yeah, you're probably right. 10 and 7, for some reason, and
2: I agree with this, Sounds looks better. a lot yeah, better. No question. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm I, I'll up. give you that one. That's that's true.
1: Yeah, Jacksonville,
2: Indy, and Houston are all 9 and 7. Okay. All right, well, I don't know
1: if all three can get in
2: or not. No, but, but well, no, I think the one is in, uh, Wow, well, I don't know. I think one of the tiebreakers, they're playing each other. <laughs> Well, right not now, all three teams are playing each other, but two of them, I think, the Titans and Houston are playing against each other. Or is it? No, it's Indianapolis and Houston, uh, in Indy. Are, are yeah, playing.
1: Houston at Indy. Yeah.
2: So that means Tennessee's
1: playing Jacksonville, which cool. is good for Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, the the who's leading? Oh, Indy's leading the division at nine and seven mm-hmm.
2: due to tiebreaker. No, no,
1: no, that's not correct. Jacksonville is leading, and Indy has the seventh spot right now, and Houston is ranked eighth based on tiebreakers.
2: Yeah, now no, there's a surprise <clears throat> team this year. I'm,
1: yeah, yeah it's, that's, that's been a fun story. Yeah. I mean, it's all because C.J. Stroud was way better, better
2: than anybody a, thought. And their, their new head coach was as good as everybody predicted, mm-hmm. D'Amico Ryans. So. Right, right. But uh, like I said, you just got to wait until the the season ends. But I, but I, I you know I'm going to concede that the fact that uh, Sunday was very disappointing.
1: Well, I, again, I'll get back to the turnovers. There was a lot of things that went wrong. But if you remove the turnovers from that equation, that's probably a lot closer game. Yeah. Um, it's the first time all year we've lost two intercept or two fumbles in the same game. Yeah. And the first time time all year we've thrown two interceptions in the same game. So mm-hmm. it's a thing we've avoided, which was a big part of Dave Canales' approach. And it's been the most impressive part of Baker Mayfield's great season in that he is <clears throat> he is a uh, um he's still been able to get the ball downfield. He's got some good downfield passing numbers, but he's not putting the ball in harm's way very
2: often. Yeah. I think Dave Canellis has been fired more times as a head coach this year than anything else because it's gone from a coordinator to he needs to be the next head coach. No, he's a horrible coordinator to the next head coach to Wow, this guy's awesome and is really coming together. And then, yeah, he not playing Maybe so well. Maybe you should well.
1: stop reading all the clippings.
2: No, I'm just saying that's the narrative. Um, now, now I will say this: the frustration certainly is when you're trying to run the ball and you're not having any success.
1: Well, I think well, as far as that goes, um, the tone-setting play from that game. So New Orleans got the ball first, and mm-hmm. this disappointing defensive effort at first. He, uh, um, Ty Bull says that they got us off kilter on defense. Yeah. And we just couldn't couldn't get back on track on that drive. And, but we've seen that. It's not the end of the world. We've given up a touchdown or two early in some other games and then adjusted and been much better the rest of the way. So we get the ball after that. First two plays gain nine yards, so it's third and one. Right. We've been – I think I mentioned this on the radio beforehand. The Buccaneers have been one of the best teams in the league in third and short, from third to one to three. Mm-hmm and then you run Rashad White off tackle left, and he stuffed a yard back, and the play and never had a chance to work, and you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. The, you're stopped before you even get started, and right. it's just, in retrospect, it set the tone of the whole day No right question.
2: There. No question.
1: <clears throat> and that was, yeah, as I was going back over the game and looking at the third downs, because I think we were talking last week about how the Buccaneers <laughs> have solved their third down <laughs> issues. Yeah, Early no. in the year, one of the worst teams in the league, on defense, like fifty-two percent, and then the the offense was struggling um, on third downs. And then during this winning streak, and even a little bit before then, uh-huh. that has started. That was fixed or, or looked fixed, right? Because we were getting good numbers on both sides of the ball. And then here we go in this game. We're two of eight on third down, yeah, <laughs> which is really bad. And they were eight of eighteen, which is good, but not. It's that doesn't even accurately reflect how good they were because five of their. 10 that they didn't make or something like that were, were in the end in the fourth quarter when they're just running the ball to run the clock. right? So they might be third and nine and they're running the ball into the teeth of a defense. Mm-hmm. And and it's fine because they're they're killing the time and then they punt and let their defense win the game. So it was even worse than that. We had a very hard time getting off the field on, yeah. the, on third down when they were really meant it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I, all in all, I, I will say this, though, um, even though the execution was not there and there were a lot of issues, there was. They didn't give up. They're still trying to figure it out all the way into the fourth quarter, and I give a lot of that to Baker Mayfield. And know. Coach Bowles. And, yes. Uh, and, that has been a
1: message for Coach Bowles all season mm-hmm. after games, whether we win or lose. He says, this team does not quit. This team nope. has no effort issue whatsoever. Right.
2: Which is comforting. Well, yeah, because you you and I both have seen – Teams, yeah, you know, pack it in. And, 2011 being and, the most prominent, and, and it might be that you know, I mean, people are are expecting the Panthers to pack it in and go away. But then again, you know, the 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 big thing there is is that they can play spoiler.
1: Uh, I, d- I definitely do not expect them to pack it in. I think they're going to play very hard.
2: Yeah, even though Jacksonville shut them out and they had minimal yards the whole game.
1: That was. Good to see. Yeah. Hopefully we can do the same. Well,
2: there's that. Yes.
1: We played very well against Jacksonville, Mm -hmm. and Jacksonville kicked the crap out of the Panthers. Correct. You like that math there? Yeah. But it doesn't always work out that way. No.
2: No. (laughs) Geez, no.
1: I'm just hoping that we can get under Bryce Young's skin early. We can get off to a fast start on offense, and then maybe, then maybe, if you're a two and fourteen team, and you're down seventeen nothing at halftime. Yeah. Maybe effort becomes an issue. Sure. I'm not just casting any dispersion. No. I'm saying this about any team. Well, we any have, team that's two and fourteen, yeah. playing the last game of the season, and is getting beaten badly. Yeah. there's at least a possibility that they'll shut it down. Well,
2: now you're worried about getting hurt, and that's that's the other side. Yes, and that could be.
1: Oh, you mean the players on the Panthers yeah. mm-hmm. making business decisions? Yes,
2: making business decisions.
1: Yeah. Well, the whole will the Bucks play their stars or not in week 18 became. Don't worry a about point. that. Yes. No, no. Now, my, which is probably good in a way. Yeah.
2: Well, I don't know. I, I'm just going to go. I, I'm not going to give up on this season just yet. And no. I'm, and I'm looking at it as four out of five, could be five out of six. Um, I'm kind of a super, not kind, I am a superstitious individual. So I kind of like, th- yep, this is the wake-up call. And you brought up a good point. Uh, I think it was 99, uh, the season of 99, the Buccaneers played the Oakland Raiders and got beat forty five to nothing.
1: Well, yeah, you got to set the scene though, Jeff. Yeah, uh, it was okay. So the Buccaneers had turned things around in ninety seven, right? Right.
2: Ninety
1: eight was a little bit of a disappointment eight eight. when eight and eight yep. just missed the playoffs, mm-hmm. but still, we were in it to the last still, game,
2: flying yeah, home. Felt,
1: felt enough to feel good. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We, Jake the Snake. Okay, and then you get ninety nine, and it starts out badly, and you're yep. two and three, yep. and then. Three and four, mm-hmm. and a prominent uh, who I'm not going to mention, but he's no longer right. with us. A prominent local media member wrote that the Bucks wouldn't win another game all season. Yep, and the Buccaneers proceeded with the playoffs proceeded with playoffs included to win nine of their next ten games <laughs> to right. make it all the way to the NFC yeah. Championship game. Correct. The one game the Bucks didn't win after winning six in a row. Right, uh, including a road trip to the West Coast in Seattle. Yeah, winning six games in a row. Go to Oakland and lose 45 to nothing. And I don't even
2: think it was a really good Oakland team that year. No, that was horrible. It's like you got beat stepping off the plane. I remember uh, we flew out of the Oakland airport. I remember standing on the tarmac thinking – Forty-five to nothing. How did that happen? <laughs> I don't did, think anybody knew how. It where happened? did that come from? I
1: remember right off the bat, they got like a ninety-yard touchdown. Yeah, it was a crazy game. But it, you
2: know, it becomes that. Well, the season's over with.
1: Oakland finished eight and eight that year. Yeah. So so yeah. and then the next week, the Buccaneers go to Green Bay,
2: yeah, uh-huh. which
1: is always a tough place, always, to end and win twenty-nine ten. Mm-hmm. And then they go to that Chicago game. Uh, in campaign, no, 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 that was two thousand two. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, it was bet. in Chicago. Remember, yep. Paul Gruber broke his leg. Oh, yeah, we that's so sad. Outdoors. That's
2: the last game he ever played.
1: Yep, but at least it was a win. Yeah, um, beat Chicago to get the first round by. Um, so wow, you know yeah. it, it, the the forty five nothing game. Felt like a disaster at the time, but in retrospect, it didn't define that team at all. The other nine games in that span defined the team.
2: Yeah, as good as you feel about winning four in a row, just that this loss, just it's like you said in the very, very beginning, just just sucks it right out of you. But by Wednesday, which is tomorrow, um, you know, on the on the Carolina and see where it go. You know, you can change you can change the narrative. That's 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 where we're at right now. Um, I really didn't have a favorite thing. No. Um That's fair. Maybe well, I did like I I, I did like the pass to um, Trey Palmer um where if he could have stayed on his feet. That that was a pretty incredible throw.
1: Yeah, and it was a good route too. And yeah. how, how do you let the guy get behind you in when you're playing that kind of defense? I don't know, but it showed how fast Trey Palmer
2: yeah, was. Yeah, and it and it just I I, someone said to me, <clears throat> he kind of runs out of his own shoes. <laughs> and I, I thought that was a good analogy. So I think as,
1: I, to take a little tangent here on Trey Palmer, whose numbers as a third receiver, as a rookie, are, you know, I don't know, it's 35 catches or something, yeah. nothing to blow you away. No. But um, Coach Canales has talked about how his the gravity of his speed affects plays. And I can think of one in particular. Mm-hmm. I think it was in Green Bay when he was in the slot and he started – he, t- he took off a direct angle from the – not like an uphill and then slant, but a direct diagonal angle uh-huh. across the field, and it was he was so fast, he got there so quickly that the safety fouled him for a step, and that opened up the lane to make it an easy throw for Baker to get to Mike right. on, a, on a play into the back of the end zone. This time you see his speed on a play where he gets the ball, and the interesting thing about that play to me, if anybody didn't see it or forgot somehow, he catches the ball – beyond the defender and is probably going to finish like a 65-yard touchdown, right? Right. But in the process, he kind of had to lunge a little bit forward to make the catch. I don't know if he had to, but he did. Uh And that caused him to lose his balance. So now he's stumbling, and he can't stay on his feet. And he lands on the ground, and he hasn't been touched, and the ball pops out. That's a subtle change in how those plays are being called now. And I don't think they changed the rule. No. But maybe five? If not five, at least ten years ago, that would have been ruled incomplete. Right. Because they would say the act of making the catch is what made him fall, and therefore he has to survive the contact with the ground, which means he has to hold on to the ball right? Uh, at when he hits the ground for it to be considered a catch. So, like, think of the Des Bryant, the famous Des Bryant play in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Similar. Similar thing to that. But they said he didn't survive the catch. Right. Neither outcome was good for the Bucks: a fumble no, or losing right. a 50, 60 sixty-yard you know, touchdown. Right. But I just thought it was interesting and in how that play was caught. It just—I mean—that's how close, man. Uh-huh. If he—if he just doesn't stumble, or if he can right himself in
2: time—that—that's what I love yeah. about this game: is that it, everything is just so close. You can go back and look, and you know, unless you're getting blown out. And this looked like it was a blowout, but it really wasn't. A, it was and it wasn't. Does this make sense? Am I making yeah, I sense? Mean, you know, I mean I, I did not feel good about it at halftime. I'll say that. You and I looked at each other. we ran into each other and we're like, oh boy, what's going on here? Uh, my 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 view at that point was the Bucks were gonna get the ball in the third quarter, starting in the third quarter. And I felt that if they score a touchdown, se- yeah, if they score yeah, if they score a touchdown, this game's on. If they don't score a touchdown, it's going to be – it's yeah. not good.
1: When we went three and out to yeah. start the second half, you like, it, Right okay. then there,
2: I was like, okay, now Nothing, You'd hope
1: things would change in the second half. Yeah. It did It didn't. Until the fourth quarter, and that still surprises me how – and it's hard to say because the defense only allowed two field goals in the second half, mm-hmm. which you can feel good about, but it's hard to say how much of that was because the Saints took their foot sure. off the gas right. and started running the ball every time.
2: Well, I will say this, though. The, um, the late hit was certainly Oof. unnecessary but that's the kind of game that gets played when these two teams play each yeah. other.
1: Tyrann Matthew the honey badger.
2: Yeah, I mean that was like that, I felt that looked like, painful. I felt like and I want to go back and and see it. My initial thought was he left his feet but and I thought well that could be an ejection but I don't I I didn't see another replay after that mm. because I had to move on to something else. But um I will say seeing Baker get up go to a knee walk across the field, get to the bench, kind of put his hand out to to uh, Bobby, um, you know. Stay away.
1: Bobby sta- Slater being Bobby the head trainer. Bobby Slater, the head
2: trainer, like, stay away. Gets to the bench. Did you see this?
1: I was going down to the locker room at that point.
2: Okay, he gets to the bench, where in, instead of sitting at the bench, he kneels down mm-hmm. in front of the bench, puts his arm like that, and just, like, puts his head down. And it's like, you're going, oh, way. man, this is – and then – Then they had to run the play over. And then he pops (laughs) up, and there he is. You know, I mean, you can say whatever you want about him, but he's a gamer. Oh, for sure. And, um, you know, if if this was a stock, if the Buccaneers were a stock right now, would you buy or sell? I'd buy. I would buy, too. I'm sorry. I'm still going to buy.
1: I think we've seen enough from this team that I'm hopeful that um, t- the team stewards are going to try to keep mm-hmm. as much of it together, which mm-hmm. includes Baker. And like I said last week, I have no inside information on this. So no. do not take this. As no, me. no, no. This
2: is just you talking.
1: I, I think I've seen it. They've seen enough. I hope they've seen enough to try to keep Baker and try to keep Mike Evans and try to keep um, Antoine and get Tristan signed long-term. That would do that regardless. And maybe even um, Levante comes back. I yeah. he, he played so well. He's played so well this year that I could – wouldn't you if you were him would you be like i still got another year yeah I? yeah yeah i who knows what is motivated? i
2: i think the front office doesn't get as enough credit as they have on how they've been able to figure things out and 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 this is a perfectly good year no one expected the bucks to be in a position i take the record out of the play here just that the last game of the year they're fighting to be in the playoffs and so you know is that a successful season? The only successful season you have is when you win the Super Bowl. That's basically mm-hmm. it, right? And then after you do that, the next question is, can you do it again? So, yeah. uh, But
1: you raise or lower expectations mm-hmm. based on how you play. So even if this Bucks team doesn't win the Super Bowl, and certainly that's a tall task because you're going to have so. to win five games in a row starting now, Yeah, um, including probably San Francisco and Baltimore. Yeah. So, uh, oh but – so if if you take the literal sense and say there's only one team that has a successful season every year and okay i'm fine with that but if you take what expectations were and then you exceeded them by a significant margin right then you have changed how the team may operate going forward and how it may be perceived going correct.
2: forward correct yeah yeah so if this team
1: let's let's take a maybe glass half full look they win in carolina so they're in the playoffs okay they win a playoff game at home against maybe Philly, which is struggling. Okay,
2: now. that would be. And
1: then it, the dream—I don't want this to happen. I'm saying it's going to happen. No, no, no. The dream comes to an end maybe the next week in San Fran or sure. something like
2: that. You could probably tolerate
1: that. And then in the offseason, you manage to get these key guys back, and you make a couple important additions mm-hmm. at certain spots, and all of a sudden you're like, I could see this. I could sure. see this. This isn't much, this isn't just backing into the playoff season. I could right. see this being a true contender this year. So yeah. again. You know, and, and a lot of that's gonna. It's weird to think about this, but a lot of that could hinge on this coming Sunday because there's a big difference between it's, winning the division and losing your last two to go eight and no, nine.
2: No, yeah, no, no, no. That would not be the narrative. There would just be horrendous.
1: Yeah. And then you're gonna have to listen to people talking about Chick coaching changes, who should, changes, day, you know, who should stay, who should
2: go. You know, don't give Baker a contract. Just to, you know, calmer minds need to just keep it, keep an eye on it, and let's see where it, let it play out, let it play out. But right. you know, and I, I. I I always kind of chuckle when people go, "Yeah, yeah, a team will get to the playoffs then they'll lose." So big deal. You know, you know how hard it is to get to the playoffs. It's not easy. Yeah,
1: well, and so I don't think anybody expected Green Bay in whatever year it was to go from this I think that was 2010, right, to go from the 6th, which was then last seed all the way to win the Super Bowl. Right. The Bucks to go Win three road games and then yeah, win Super and then Super world Bowl, Bowl against think,
2: the Kansas City Chiefs, and who then the, everyone thought was going to be a world beater. Then
1: and then Pittsburgh, one of these years, did the same thing. I don't remember which season, but they won. They started out and had to win three straight road games, and so you know you don't expect those teams to do right. it because when that happens, it's a it's a rarity that you point out. Yes, yes, because generally your conference champions end up being one of the top two seeds, and that right. was particularly true when both top two seeds got a bye in week one. Yeah. So we don't really have enough information yet to know. Well,
2: you talk about craziness. Green, seven teams. Green Bay, if they win this Sunday, they're in. I know. How crazy is that? It, it, they've gone from everybody wrote them off to all of a sudden, and uh, I thought Seattle had it in them, but they didn't. Yeah, they're not out of it, though. They're not out of it, but but they really hurt themselves by not winning that game. Yeah. And I thought they would win it because they were at home.
1: And that was the game. And that was – wait a minute. They were at home?
2: Yeah, I believe they were at home, yes. Okay
1: that was the game that um the nice story from the Rams is, is going around where the Rams had barely taken care of um business against the giants on the road right and they knew that if uh that if they that if Steelers if the Steelers beat the Seahawks that would clinch a playoff spot for them right and so they were getting on the plane and I don't know maybe they were afraid their wi-fi wouldn't be good on the plane mm-hmm. or something but so they delayed the takeoff until they found out the outcome of the game well they
2: could be could be flying a, a a wide body jet that's international that doesn't have live TV on it, you know, kind of like the flight the planes we're on. They don't have. Yeah, but we can TV. get
1: Wi-Fi, can't we? Yeah, you can, but
2: it's kind of spotty.
1: At plus, times. plus, if the if they wanted to, the the pilots could radio in. Well, and, and ask that. for the outcome of the game. Yeah. There's
2: there's ways for it to happen. But I think case, it's I think it's more fun watching it like
1: that. That game was in Seattle.
2: That becomes old school. No, yeah, I mean, I think that was a. Um, Bonding A moment. good
1: coaching moment yeah. for McVay, who mm-hmm. personally, if I were one of the voters, he would get my vote for coach of the year. Nobody thought the Rams were going to be good. Right. The story about the Rams when the season was starting was, look at this depth chart. It's got like 25 rookies on it. Yeah. Some of them low draft picks yes. and undrafted guys. They, yep. And, and sure, I mean, some of those guys have proven to be their most some of their most important players, like mm-hmm. Puka Nakua yeah. and Kyron Williams. Yeah. Their offensive line, they didn't even change anything after sucking last year, and, and this year they're good. Right. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of an amazing to me. It's an amazing accomplishment. It from is Sean McVay. It
2: is, and I'm it, sure he's already won at least one Coach of the Year award. Yeah, I don't know if he has or not, but um, no. But that th- there's a very example. Everybody has written you off, and each week it keeps changing. the nar- The narrative of a team just changes week to week to week. Well, I think
1: another thing that's funny is the narrative of the of the um, big awards. Like the way things have worked out this year, it's been like one guy's a favorite, and then yeah. his. He gets beaten by the team. In this case, I'm thinking of the fact that people are debating which 49ers should should win MVP, uh, Brock Purdy or Christian McCaffrey, and then Baltimore kicks the crap out of him, and now everybody's agreed, oh, it's Lamar. There's no question, it's Lamar Jackson. (laughs) Lamar Jackson earlier in the year beat the Dolphins and Tua, so that kind of knocked Tua out of it. Um, It just seems like there's been this... This whole, like, if, if one team just happens to beat the other one, then their their guy becomes the MVP favorite. Right. And we're so close to the end now that Lamar probably won't get knocked yeah, out.
2: Yeah, of- I, I would have to kind of go with Lamar. Oh, I would go with Lamar. Yeah, I, I, you just kind of have to. He's pretty remarkable. And and he's only like, what, twat, 26, 27? <laughs> I mean, that is... He's uh, going for his second MVP. And and to think and to think that during the offseason, there was a struggle on should we sign him or not. And then I look at it and go... There were 31 other teams that could have stepped up and paid him.
1: They could have tried. Yeah. They could have tried. They could have
2: tried, right.
1: Baltimore always knew they, they could keep him if they wanted right.
2: to. Right, but no one stepped up to. Yeah, that's
1: been a big story. Yeah. So
2: like the
1: Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, yeah. Immediately, they were one of the teams that came out right away and said, we're not we're interested in interested right. anymore. right. Like made a point of saying so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it all worked out. Well, for it, Lamar and, the, and it the always it always
2: works out. May not work out the way you were hoping it would, but it, it works out. Well, There's no question about that. A couple other things from that game before okay. we move on. We I have, didn't think we'd talk this long about this game because it was. We haven't just been talking about the game. Oh, I
1: understand, but I just want to point out that the Bucks had zero drives inside the twenty in that entire. I game. I know we
2: were never in the Verizon Red Zone. Oh, oh, just so you know. Do you, do you have? Yeah, well, yeah, we we. we did yeah. You, do you have to make good? Somehow? No, no, but they dis- know what they're getting into. Yeah, but it disappoints me not to be able to say the Buccaneers are in the Verizon Red Zone. <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: we also had zero I
2: quarterback guess hits. I guess I'm making up for it by saying Verizon. Verizon, right? Yeah.
1: Although I'm not sure our audience is as big as your. I hope it is, but is wow. your game day well, radio well? Probably
2: not, but over time it will be because Although, they, these these live these breathe.
1: We we may have more international.
2: Audience oh, members. right. Because, I mean, that. we're constantly getting emails from Brazil and yeah. Germany and Australia. That always, that, always is, that always fascinates me. It's good stuff. Yeah. The, the, the. I
1: think if you're a fan in, a, in a, a country not close to the United States, it you may not be able to get the kind of just simple
2: yeah.
1: um, avenues of hearing and seeing things about your team. So you find something like hey, a, a podcast anywhere around the world can download sure. that. And and then you know, so you listen, you consume in different ways.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, one of our owners, um, Mr. Ed Glazer. Um, this is when I really first started working here, and uh, we had a conversation about player shows and stuff. And he he said to me that, uh, and he was he lives in L.A., and he said that. When he is driving, he would like to hear, he liked to listen to the radio shows, not live, but, you know, in a podcast. And he said that he wanted the shows to make him feel like he was in Tampa. Oh, cool. Which I, which was something I always remembered and try to program towards that way. And I think this podcast does that. When you listen to it, you get the feel and the flavor of not only the team, but being, you know, being in the area. It's like
1: you're sitting in my office with me right now. Well, I am <laughs> not you, not the like. Listeners. Oh, oh,
2: because <laughs> when you said like, I'm looking around. No.
1: Yeah, uh, I just the NFL just sent out this email about. Um, now what? Well, no, it's it's oh. the the subtitle. Um, you Blank teams still in contention. So with one week to go, how many of the 32 teams do you think could still possibly get in the playoffs?
2: Uh, right now, I think probably 24. 20, but still, oh, it's a lot. Yeah. Did you get the. Speaking of emails from the um, the NFL, did you get the email from the commissioner, Roger Goodell? Uh-huh. I got an email on um, Sunday night, Monday morning, that it was from Roger Goodell, and it said, I have secretly done a deal. And. We're not going to tell anybody until we have it finalized. So send X amount of dollars in Bitcoin to this address.
1: So it was spam. Yeah. I mean, it was uh, phishing or Yeah, whatever.
2: it was, yeah. It yeah. was fake. Yeah. And I laughed <laughs> <laughs> and went, first of all, Roger would not be reaching out to me for money. I
1: one time truly got an email from, um, dang, what was the name of the commissioner before Goodell?
2: Oh, dude, my! I see him, big, tall guy. Yeah, wears glasses, thin. Right. Um. Rose, not Roselle, Pete Roselle, no, followed by Tagliaboo. Boo. there you go. I once Thank got you.
1: an email accidentally. He accidentally sent me an email because I think he, I think maybe he had another Scott Smith. And oh. uh, it was he was. I think at this point he was back working for a law firm or something. Oh. It was just like I emailed back. I'm like, I don't think this was intended for me. Was
2: it secret coded stuff? No, there was nothing really oh.
1: important. But he was um, very polite about. Oh. oh yeah, I'm sorry. That was you know. So I was like, oh wow, I just had an email exchange with the former commissioner.
2: Nice.
1: Um, anyway. Also, zero. Something did not happen in that game. Something that did not
2: happen in that game. That really
1: game. should have happened for the Buccaneers defense.
2: Uh, sacks.
1: No, we did have one sack. Oh, okay. oh that's Watts right.
2: Yeah, yeah. That was the one. Chased yeah, him out yeah, of bounds. So
1: he didn't touch him. No. And that's the point of it. We had zero quarterback hits in that yeah. game. Yeah. literally did not hit Derek Carr in the entire game.
2: Yeah, and, and that's been a struggle, and that kind of hurts the Todd Bowles defense because the front four really needs to, to get there because it puts pressure on the back. So Yeah, but as he
1: pointed out, they were getting rid of the ball quickly, which yeah. sometimes has something to do with it. But I feel like anecdotally, without looking at the numbers, that every time we blitzed, it seemed like it didn't work. No. And a lot of the times, they either, by sheer luck or figured it out, Threw directly over the blitz, which is always very effective. Sure, and um, it just didn't work, man. No zero. That's the first time we've had zero quarterback hits in an entire game.
2: I have to say, since I think
1: 2017. Wow,
2: I have to say this might have been Carr's best game in a long time because he he was struggling. Well, you, 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 I know you say his numbers were matching, but I think he, I think he, I think he has better numbers in a game and then really crappy numbers in a game. I guess, so, yeah.
1: Overall, they're not that bad, though. No.
2: I have a question. How did you get two of those wonderful little snack treats? So, um, they are good, aren't they? Yes. That's why I'm asking, how did you get two? So, I only got one.
1: He's referring to a little jar that I have on my desk um, with a Bucks flag on it, and it was from the Christmas Eve day game. and um, From the communications department. Yes, and I think Danielle had the most to do with it. Yes. Danielle Burns. And they're cute little jars, plastic jars, and they're filled with a mix of... Pretzels, chocolate-covered pretzels, yogurt-covered pretzels, little ch- chocolate M&M-type candies, yep. some of those, like, um, little
2: like, bread checks Like a check-mix like check type yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And they're really
1: good. It's very good. So I was leaving the press box uh, this week. Oh. And um, I had told Danielle, I'm like, I was snacking on that in my office because I brought it back here. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I thought it looked good, but that was better than I even thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. Yeah. And so she must remember that. So when she saw me leaving this week's game, the press box, she's like, oh, do you want another one of those jars? I've got some left over. See, that's how she in. is. And so she went and got she me one. always
2: remembers. So, wow. So that's,
1: okay. so that's why I have another one. Okay.
2: I'm not, I'm not going to go see Danielle. You you lose. Why didn't I get one? How
1: come you <laughs> got one? Because you didn't make a point of telling I her how good it was. Uh, how come I didn't get Squeaky one? Squeaky wheel gets the grease. I guess. uh do you think, even though it really doesn't have much to do with us, we right. should discuss? The I try bre-
2: not to think, but go ahead.
1: Should we discuss the Brad Allen thing? Brad Allen being the referee, I, I <laughs> the same ref who was in our game when Devin White got the uh, phantom, yeah,
2: yeah, roughing the pass call, yeah, there, which is totally a good call, and I'm not and criticizing they, it because I don't want to get fined. And that is that is from what I have read, the same crew that has a hard time with what pass interference is, one okay. way or the other. Well, whatever. What I've read.
1: It's not your opinion, you're just repeating what you've read. Correct. Um, everybody probably listening, if they're any kind of NFL fan, yeah. knows what we're talking about because it's kind of been the biggest story of the week. It but has been. Detroit playing at Dallas, a big a game with big implications for both teams, although Detroit had already clinched a playoff five. Sure. Um, good Scored. game. Yep. Good game. They're down twenty to thirteen. They score yep. near the very end to yep. go make it twenty nineteen, and yeah.
2: unsurprisingly, Dan Campbell decides to go for the win. Which I, which was like, wow, it was cool. It was my my thinking when that was going on was they've already clinched. Yeah. Um, do I really want to go into overtime? Yeah. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys has a kicker that kicked like a 60 (laughs) yarder. And in practice, he was kicking them at 70 yards. So if we're going into overtime, I'm thinking they really don't have to go very far to win. And that Dallas kicker hasn't missed all season, has he? Correct. So my, that was my thinking was, oh, oh, I know why you're doing this. This makes perfectly good sense. You know, if you're going to.
1: No, I don't think anybody argued with that decision. um,
2: So. They also had prepared a trick
1: play for mm-hmm. just this sort of thing, yep. which involved an offensive lineman, an extra offensive lineman coming in and declaring himself eligible. Right. They were also trying to play against, play off of what they've put on tape before, because generally, when the the extra lineman all year that they've been using as an eligible guy has been Skipper. I can't think his yep. first name.
2: Number seventy. Yeah.
1: No, number sixty eight.
2: Yes, number seventy. A Dicker is sixty eight. Skipper. Skip was Dan well,
1: Skipper or something like that. Oh, okay. Um what they wanted to do and, and most people believe that this was intentional subterfuge so Dallas wouldn't realize which guy was eligible. So Skippers running on the field and running towards the towards Brad Allen. Right. And then both what's his name, Taylor Decker? Yeah. And, uh, and another lineman were walking towards him also. Right. And the intention for Detroit was to call number 68, Decker, eligible. eligible. Uh, but if the other team happened to think it was 70, well, that's fine. Well, unfortunately, the referee claims that it was 70, Skipper, who declared himself eligible. Right. And Taylor Decker did not. Right.
2: Now, when you say they talked to them before the game started, what we need to tell our fans or our listeners is there is a meeting um,
1: 90, 90, 90, minutes, before 90 minutes
2: before kickoff, and that is when they kind of basically like to say something tricky. They, they might tell
1: them a few things. Yeah.
2: They may say, hey, you want to be aware of this? this? We're going to be doing, you know. Um, now, the only thing I, I – it, it's kind of like a he said, she said story. But the one question I have is from ESPN. And my question is, did you have the official mic potted up or did he, or was it potted down when he announced it to everybody? Because they usually announce it. You hear numbers. They're supposed to. They're supposed to. Now during that broadcast, I did not hear that come through. So my question then was, Okay, maybe they had it potted down, because it, it, it kind of jumps it, what up. What is this term, potted down? Means, okay, like, start talking right now. Count. Hi, my name is Scott. Okay, now you're potted down. Now you're potted You just down. mean muted. Yes. So but why it's did not you just down. say muted? Well, because it's, I'm giving technical terms. Yeah, I don't like that one. All right. So anyways, my question was, did they have it on or not? And yeah. if they did have it on, did he? Or if they had it off, I didn't hear it in the stadium because with the parabolic microphones and everything, you can hear a lot of the stadium announcements in the background. I did not hear any of that. I wondered
1: that because I don't don't think I saw that live. And so that was my main question. Like if they – Detroit expects them and is trying to make 68 eligible, but Brad Allen – Claims that seventy was the one who did it. Whether right. that's true or not, that is who they said was eligible. Seventy. Right. They went over to the Dallas defense and told them is eligible. Yes. Yes. And uh, if they announce that over the over the stadium PA, right. don't the coaches if they hear that on the Detroit side, no, this play cannot work. Correct. It Literally cannot work. Okay. Because the wrong guy yes. is is eligible. Right. Okay, so maybe they didn't, and that's a big part of it. Right. And I've been waiting. You read that somewhere because I've been waiting. No, no, to hear- no. I.
2: This is my observation. Okay. I don't know what had happened. It was my observation watching the game live when they said he was an il- ineligible receiver because he didn't um, he didn't what's the term um, claim himself that he was going to be ineligible. And my initial declare. thought, yeah, declare. My my initial thought was. Well, he must not have declared because I didn't hear him say number 68 is eligible. Yeah. And then when it moved on and moved on and then the game was over with. And so then the next uh, in the post game show, uh, Troy Aikman brought it up because they had an overhead camera and you could see all three people coming in. And he said, initially, I thought he didn't declare but he did. You could it see him prob- do the gesture. It looked like he, like they're swiping yeah. Their jersey. That's what he was saying.
1: Sixty. He's saying he could see sixty-eight do well, it. Well,
2: he was just saying that because they were all up there. It looked like he was the guy. So I've kind of looked at it and said, okay, it, this is a he, he, she said. Fast forward to our game. Anybody, any time someone was declaring themselves, not only was it said one time. It was said twice. It used to be only just like number seventy. During our game, over the PA, on twice they yeah. would say it.
1: And there was even one instance where they said both.
2: Yes, this guy and this yes. guy are both okay. So eligible. What
1: happens? Which this, is funny because Dan Campbell said something after the game about maybe you can't have two guys eligible. Right. But apparently you can.
2: Yeah, and so this is where this is this the league going? Okay, gentlemen, we got to make sure we're paying attention to everybody. I'm
1: sure it was a point of emphasis. Yes, there was probably a conference call. Right, everybody jump on. We're going to talk about this right. real quick now. But so here's here's a part of that though. The part I was talking about about if the Detroit coaches heard it on the sideline, they would be scrambling because like this play literally cannot work, so we can't run it. Right. But they didn't have any timeouts. No. So if the I just looked it up to be sure. Yeah. So if the if the play clock was running, I don't know what they could have done about it except tell mm-hmm. the court, tell Goff, like, you got to throw it to somebody else, dude, yeah. or hand it off. Yeah. Because you can't throw it to him.
2: Yeah. Or, yeah, right.
1: So, um, it's it's just kind of a comedy of errors.
2: And then they also, what was crazy, too, is how well, they ended up being... Um, uh, well, in the in the, in the ESPN uh, review, they said there were two penalties on the play. One, he didn't declare himself, and two, it would be an ineligible.
1: And I can tell you yeah. why. Because the guy that they did declare eligible, number 70, uh-huh. lined up as like a guard. Right. And so he, they had an imbalanced line that they thought would look like a balanced line because you have the center. And you can do this. We've done this a couple times. The Bucks have done this a couple times this year. Normally, you have the center a guard on each side, and a tackle on each side. Right. Um, but in this case, they had the center, and neck, to his left was a guard, but then the next guy was the eligible, or what they thought was the eligible player. Mm-hmm. So he would have really been more like a tight end, and there would have been not three, not two guys on the other side, but three. Right. The uh, guard, a guard, and a tackle. And number 70, who was accidentally declared eligible, was between two linemen who were on the line, and that means... When you're eligible, if you're up on the line, you can't be covered up, which means a guy farther down the line towards the sideline cannot also be on the line because uh-huh. then you're covered up, as they call it. Right. And so if if I'm, a, if I'm a receiver in the slot, say, and I'm on the line, the receiver wide of me has to be off the line because I can't be covered up, mm. which I'm not even sure why that's a rule. I don't know. Sounds like a thing that's just survived. Yeah. We don't really need it. Yeah. <laughs> but – um. You could only have one guy on the line on each side. yeah. And so he was between two guys that were also on the line. So that was in a el- legal formation, but only because um, Detroit didn't realize that 70 was eligible and not 68.
2: Not only did Detroit out-trick Dallas, but they out tricked the themselves. officiating crew and themselves. And themselves. <laughs> so they had a trifecta there and trickery. Um, you, so, know, you know, real quick on a sidebar here, when you said crazy rules— Fumbling the ball out of the end zone. <laughs>
1: You're gonna go on this one.
2: I'm just saying because that's what did happened. That happened this weekend. Yeah, did uh, D D Lamb. Oh, that's right. C D Lamb or C D. He came across and, and my grandmother's name was D. That's why I said <laughs> that. that's weird, isn't it? I loved
1: his reaction to that. Yeah. By the way, he's like, no, they don't need to change the rule. I got to take care of the football. Right.
2: Right. But it was, you know, that was pretty. I mean,
1: what, everybody's least favorite rule. Yeah. By the way, it doesn't bother me a bit. No. I'm totally fine with it.
2: And what's crazy about all of that with that win. For Dallas, changes a lot of things because the Eagles lost to Arizona.
1: Amazingly, and
2: now Dallas is the is uh, the division leader at this stage. And if they win their game this Sunday, they are the, the division champs. And
1: they're playing at Washington, right? Who's not looked good for a while
2: now. No, so that is. That, that, yeah, you know, that changed that, everything. Right, and It was so, huge.
1: And Now, it really didn't probably change a lot for Detroit, except it means they almost certainly aren't going to be the two-seed.
2: Right, but they could drop to the three-seed.
1: Well, they are the three-seed. Okay.
2: They're Good. probably
1: going to remain the three-seed because they can't the, – whoever wins our division can only be four. They can't catch right. three. They, they could have had the possibility of being two. 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 Yes. Okay. And maybe they still do. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's a lot harder. Now, yeah. Um, so it's probably – they're probably – pretty much close to being locked into three now, which is all they really lost. And and what you lose there is the idea that you're guaranteeing yourself, if you win your first game at home, right. you're, if you're the two seed, you're guaranteed your second game will also be at home. Right. That's no longer the case for Detroit.
2: Yeah, and that's the craziness of each week.
1: They clearly can though because they're 11 and 5. Mm. Dallas is 11 and 5, but but they they, have the tie-breaker. they, they beat them head to head yeah. as we were just talking yeah. about. And then Philadelphia is also 11 and 5. And so they must have a tiebreaker problem with Philly. Um maybe maybe Detroit can be the two if Philly wins and Dallas loses and Detroit wins. Yeah.
2: I don't know. When I get into the tiebreakers, I rely on you because I'm 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 the, I'm a win you are in guy. You know that's all I need. Do we win this game? Yes. Are you in? Yes. Not if you win this game and eight other people have to do something. No, I don't. I I know that's fascinating to people, but it no.
1: I don't like the. I immediately dismiss all the ones that include ties.
2: Yeah,
1: like, there's a scenario that the Buccaneers could win a wild card game, uh, a wild card spot, but uh, you. Oh, they, uh, it, 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 it involves a, a tie. So no. Don't bother. Don't bother I, me with these words. I
2: think I think part including in that is I would have to eat sauerkraut that day, <laughs> and I won't. So that's what I think. Are you not a sauerkraut fan? Not at all. But I'm just saying, maybe it wasn't cooked right or whatever. i just not a sauerkraut you, fan. You, uh, and our friends in Germany are going to go because I didn't eat it there. So that's that's what
1: You. I'm sure. you so you're not a Reuben guy then?
2: Uh, a Reuben without the sauerkraut. sauerkraut. I order that yeah. from time to time. Yeah.
1: I found, I thought I spent my whole life thinking that sauerkraut had to be disgusting, and I don't like it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then um, we were playing. No, we were in Indy for a combine, and I was. Um, we went. I went to dinner with a couple friends from other teams, uh-huh. and we went to a place called the Rathskeller, ah. which you had to go sit, skeller cellar. You had to go yep. downstairs. It was it was underground, and um, it was a German restaurant. Right. And we ordered a like a relish tray or something as a uh, appetizer. <laughs> Under- which included just a pile of sauerkraut you yeah. just ate. And I so I tried it, of course, and I was like, you well, know, this isn't bad. So now I sometimes get Rubens with sauerkraut. Okay. Just depends on the mood.
2: I was that way with sweet potatoes as a kid. I hate sweet potatoes. I know. So did I. and then I, I still do. I, I, I love sweet potatoes. You love them now? now? Yeah. Very weird.
1: I think I'm that way with asparagus, but I, I think the problem was I just assumed asparagus was gross yeah. as a kid. Yeah. And it's actually really they're good. they're very good. I can't get there with Brussels sprouts though.
2: I love Brussels. sprouts. I want to love no, Brussels sprouts. I love. I've tried
1: them. I've tried them multiple times here. They
2: have Brussels sprouts here all the time. And they do. I just, you just gobble them. I've they're good already for tried. You. I know. Good for that's
1: you. why I want. That's the same reason I want to like a banana. I don't like bananas, but that would be such an easy snack. What? I don't like bananas at all. I want to like bananas.
2: I eat a banana a day. The potassium is important, and it's easy. It's yes. an easy
1: snack. You don't even have to refrigerate it. Just no. put it there
2: and have it there on your desk. Oh,
1: I think of a and banana. Then, and, then skin you just, and boom. Uh,
2: yeah, you peel like it. Like
1: it's a lot easier than eating an orange. As yes, an example. it's faster and yummy. I I don't like bananas nor anything banana flavor. Don't put any banana candy anywhere near me. Okay. Anyway, just for the, just just to be completest here, the Bucks could win a wild card berth if they tie. Okay. And both Seattle and Green Bay lose.
2: Oh, so we have to tie.
1: Yes. Mm. We could also win the division if we tie, and New Orleans, these are or ties.
2: Well, you know what's interesting about that New Orleans-Atlanta game? They're both still alive. I know. if That's crazy. Taking ties out of the equation, if the Buccaneers would lose, whichever team wins that game wins we, the division.
1: Yes. And because of tiebreakers, the Buccaneers would end up second, not third. Right. Whichever team loses will be third. Yeah. So these three teams could end up in any, in just it, about any order.
2: Crazy scoreboard. <laughs> Except watching, for, for sure.
1: you can't go New Orleans, Atlanta, Tampa, or Atlanta, New Orleans, yeah. Tampa. Tampa will be either one or the Tampa.
2: only thing we know that's solid right now are the Panthers.
1: <laughs> they are locked <laughs> they in. They are locked in.
2: All right, very was good. That,
1: was that a moving along, Scott? No, right. no.
2: I just, I just, you know, was kind of thinking all about. Right. All right. What What else did you notice oh,
1: before we get off the refs? I want to. I want to announce another pet peeve. Okay. I don't. And I saw this in a college game. I can't stand refs who have bad touchdown signs. You should stand here. You. you People listening can't see me. Jeff can yeah. stand straight and hold both arms yeah. straight up, straight up, not far from your head. So yeah. they
2: look like goal posts. Right.
1: So you get these refs come out here like this, right? With their arms way out here. Yeah. And they're, they're big.
2: big they're, you they're, they're, they look like a big bowl. They're showing their guns. That's why they're doing <laughs> yeah, that. Hockley, probably, yeah. They're again. showing their guns
1: No, like this. Touchdown should be no. emphatically straight, straight up. up. Not this bent out to the side. Right. Crap.
2: Just not goalposts aren't bent out to the side. They're straight up. Ready to go. Thank you. You're welcome. Rant over. All right.
1: Um, Speaking of the playoffs, just in case anybody doesn't understand what's going to happen, if the Bucks win, we're going to take the, the wild card thing out because it involves a tie. So yeah. forget that. the Bucks win and win the division, they were definitely the four seed, and they will definitely be playing in the first round at home in Ray, Raymond James Stadium. Whichever team between Dallas and Philly doesn't win uh-huh. the NFC East because whichever that team is, is absolutely going to be the five seed. Wow. Rams can't catch them.
2: So... Yeah, how crazy, the Rams clinched the division.
1: Rams are clin- right Would you want to playoff. play them right now?
2: No, no.
1: They've won, I think, six of the last seven, and the only game they lost was at
2: Baltimore in overtime. Um, So so it's not not mainly a loss that upsets you. It's how you lost that game, I think. What? In other words, they lost they they lost a the game. and they,
0: they're, they're Oh, I'm,
1: yeah. I'm, I was saying that as a look how good they've been because yeah. they've only lost one game in their last seven, and that was at probably the best team in the league in overtime.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so that, I think that's a mark in their favor, yeah. a feather in their cap,
2: feather. as you will. Oh, if I will.
1: I shall. Uh, okay. okay, so that's it's really a very uncomplicated scenario for the Bucks going into the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, other notes I have here before we move on to questions. Um, the Panthers have allowed 62 sacks this season. Wow. 62, wow. 59 to Bryce Young. That's a lot of sacks, dude. So that's what needs to happen. I think if we can sack him three or four or five times. Yeah. Got to get on it early, and then that probably will lead to some mistakes. Yeah,
2: kills drives. This is one of this is one of these games that I honestly believe you need to come out and call me crazy, but score on your first possession, and that's a touchdown.
1: Yeah, finally, because we don't have one.
2: Do that, and and just nip it. Really, you know, jump out like you did against um, Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah, take their take, finish it out, just like okay. Done. We're gonna we're gonna close it out here right now. No messing around. Let's not let's not be thinking about this, um, which which crazy. Uh, our season could be over Sunday yeah. or continues. That's where we are in the season. Crazy. Crazy. Considering. Whenever training camp starts, I always walk out the first day and look outside and go, wow, I can't believe training camp's here. And then I think to myself, God, Christmas is going to be here before you know it. It goes and so fast. It does. Very, very fast. Um, I
1: forgot what I was going to say. I don't know.
2: Um, jump out front, get a sack. Uh,
1: did, in that, you mentioned the Jacksonville game. To be specific, the Buccaneers scored on six of their first seven possessions yes. in that game, and the only one that they didn't was a one-play kneel down in yeah. the second half.
2: And that's, that's what I'm talking
1: so about. So essentially they scored six straight possessions not counting the one kneel down that's how to start a game
2: that's how you get it going that's that's how you just keep it going and and then you know as you get ready to board the buses to go to the airplane you have a brand new cap and a brand new t-shirt so
1: um just real quick before we get to fans questions um this is not anywhere near as important as winning the game, but these things could help you win the game. There these are the players who have milestones within reach that you might want to keep an eye on. Yeah, I do. Uh Chris Godwin needs 27 yards for 1000 wow. receiving yards and that would be his fourth 1000-yard nice. receiving season and he that would be second in team history to Mike because Joey Galloway and Vincent Jackson each had three. Wow. Uh Devin or not Devin. Rashad White needs 85 rushing yards for 1000 would be the first Bucks back to get that since 2015. Really? And if both of those guys do that, joining Mike is already over a thousand. Yep. It would be the first time in team history that yeah. the Buckners had two thousand yard receivers and a thousand yard rushing back in the same season.
2: My prediction is it happens.
1: Well, I think the twenty seven for Godwin is almost a lock. Yeah. yeah. Um, eighty five for White probably depends on how the game is going. Yeah, but I,
2: I, yeah, I think I, I, I mean I,
1: that's not anywhere near a lock because no. how many times has Well, that's no, true. This is how many times that. Um,
0: we Rashad White is, Rashad
1: White, and I'm not talking about yards from scrimmage. I'm All talking right. about 85 rushing yards. He's, he's done that this season one, two, three times wow. and had 84 another time. All right. So it's not anywhere close to a lock, but it'd be cool if it happened.
2: Yeah, it would be great.
1: Um, Diaby needs a second, uh, Yaya needs a second Se- and a half to pass Adrian Claiborne for the second most by a rookie in team history. Could happen. Uh, the one I really like, I want to see uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. get a fumble recovery. Ooh. So he has five sacks. Five force fumbles, five fumble recoveries, and five what's the other thing?
2: Interceptions.
1: No, he's only got three of those. Oh. only. I said only. Oh. Here it's right
2: here. Well maybe he needs to work on that. Then. He's got he's, <laughs> well, he
1: is leading the team in that category. Yeah. He's got five tackles for loss, five force fumbles, five fumble recoveries, and five sacks. He also has twelve passes defense, which is Crazy. which leads the team, which yeah. is just this stat line is ridiculous. I love it. Um, but I just kind of like that five 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 thing. Yep. Uh Baker needs what I think maybe like ninety three yards something like that or one hundred three to to get four thousand for the first time in his career, and two wow. touchdowns to get to thirty. So he's got let's see thirty nine oh seven. So he needs. 90 I think he gets the two. Ninety three passing yards is probably happening.
0: Yeah,
2: I, I I hope like in the first in the first There's quarter. Where's
1: Savannah with my game release? Oh,
2: Savannah! Is, I didn't see her earlier today. She must have come in for. I think just all to do of the that.
1: PR people came in but just at different times. Yeah. It, for the record, this Di- was technically an off day for the Bucs. This
2: is yeah, they're closed yeah. today.
1: Not the team, the team was here. No. They treat they gave them Monday off
2: and then treated today like, like a So cuz yeah. it was
1: first uh,
2: Yeah. Um this was for New Year's and New Year's Eve. This was technically a Both of you and I worked.
1: Well, it's just getting the it season. It's a yes. season.
2: There's no other way. I don't if even If I don't
1: work on Tuesday, during the season, then I'm going to have two days of work to do on
2: Wednesday. Well, that's kind of where I'm at. I came in, we did the coach's show, and, you know, do it. And then, of course, Salty Dogs is now on Tuesdays. So there's a lot to get done today. Um, and we're, we're actually ahead of the schedule, so I love it. If
1: Devin White gets half a sack, uh-huh. he'll have three. And that will give us nine different players with at least three sacks, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that'd th- be good. That
2: would be the most the Bucks have ever had in one season. All right, so there's a lot of milestones. A lot to of get. milestones. Okay, well, I'll be watching your tweets then, so I can yeah. update as we go.
1: It's going to be one of those games where it gets hairy and like all these things are happening all at once. Like yeah. what? Would you love? It's a good you, problem.
2: When you tweet, you should also copy paste and text me because I see your text. I don't fa- got time for that. I see your texts faster than I see your tweets. What else you got?
1: I'm going to the questions now.
2: All right. Oh, okay. That's good. I like it.
1: You're gonna like a couple of these.
2: All right. I like them all. I really do. And I wish our friend Peg would uh, would uh, write back and see I'm wondering and if she's still how, listening. And I, well, I hope so, because I th- I think our 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 interaction is kinder. Maybe until the other day, last podcast you talked. I'm you trying to figure to out the be first. Quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of hard to do since I'm a co-host here <laughs> Continue <laughs> What? What's wrong? I'm just
1: trying to figure out the first question that we didn't answer
2: Oh, last don't worry about it If you start, I'll tell you whether we, we, we asked it or not Okay, I, we definitely
1: did this one about um, from Mark in Mesa About yep. being all in on Baker
2: Yep, uh, we did, did that We
1: do one from Jesse Um, Jesse uh, Hinn, he says his name is It's really, really long Where's he from? Well, he says he's originally from Fort Wayne. Let me just start reading. No, I, we,
2: have I, not, we have not heard from him.
1: What's up, dogs? This is my first time writing to you guys. All right. I have listened to many of your shows. Thanks. I am always entertained and or will learn something that I did not know Say. before about the Bucks or in general. Well, that's kind that's, of, that's thank That's the purpose. Those are the two things we're trying to do. <laughs> Entertain you and give you information yeah, we, about the team you didn't know. Correct. And maybe occasionally take a tangent into terrible Christmas movies. Yeah. I enjoy hearing a little of what sounds like tension between you two, ah, uh, but Peg doesn't. But it makes me laugh when it happens. I enjoy listening, even after losses, but the wins are always more fun, of course. Yes. Either way, keep it up, guys. Thank you.
2: That's nice.
1: I'm a Buccaneers fan in Fort Wayne, Indiana, wow. and have been a fan since I fell in love with those orange jerseys, uniforms, and the team when I was 10 wow. in 1979. Hey! Yeah. He and I are the same age. Wow. I was 10 in 1979. Wow. That's great. Like the, like the one who mentioned T.J. Reeves and his rant on certain so-called fans, I want to second what he said and proudly declare that I am not like any of these fans of the team who wants to see them lose for a better draft pick. Okay. This mentality will never make sense to me.
2: Correct. I agree.
1: Whoever is drafted in next year's draft has no bearing on the current team right now. Wow. I'm a diehard fan who always wants to see Tampa Bay win. In fact, I hate watching them lose but I always watch. Yeah. I meant to send my question before the game in Atlanta when many were down on the Bucs. I loved the Mayfield-Otten TD. Great throw with the kind of catch I would always dream about making over the shoulder. It was awesome, as were the wins over Green Bay and Jacksonville. Who believed Baker would channel Brett Favre and have the only perfect pass rating as a visiting QB at Lambeau Field? And actually, just to clarify here, he was channeling Aaron Rodgers. Right. Because Brett Favre never did it. No. But but Aaron
2: Rodgers did. Yeah. But you would think it would be Brett. Uh, Yeah,
1: I didn't, but it was impressive. Yet the win over the Jaguars was everything I hoped for, except I have been wanting to see Chris Godwin get a receiving TD perhaps this week. Uh,
2: Mm, Yes.
1: Okay, my question, however, is one I hope you haven't been asked before. Boy, this is a long email.
2: But but you know what? He took the time to write it.
1: (laughs) But if so, I hope you can give me the answer anyway. Because I am one of those fans who, at all costs, Barring a prior commitment that cannot be broken, needs to watch Tampa, play, Tampa Bay play their games as they happen live. Every play of every game, the Bucks play. Wow. At least I try to. Nice. As a fan of the NFL, that's what I want above almost anything else. Being able to see other games is nice, but will never never be as important to me as the Bucks games.
2: Now that's a fan. That's what say, fandom is about.
1: I would say I started being able to see every game of the season starting probably in 1994 and have missed some, but I would say less than 25. That's good. Side note I keep databases of bucks related stats and history. Oh, wow. Probably nothing new to you, Scott, but by my count, since 1994, they've played, including playoffs, 599 games. I remember, I'm not going to look it up. I'll take his word for it. Right. I, I have the means to look that up quickly, but sure. I'm not going to do so. No. I remember two specific wins I missed 11 mm. 98 Okay, I was on a road trip. That's the day I visited the Grand Canyon.
2: Well, that's a good thing. Have you been there? Grand Canyon, uh-huh. absolutely. I, I camped, have to. I camped in the Grand Canyon. Down at the bottom? Not at the bottom, but in the campsite. Oh, because
1: my dad and I, when I was in college, I think I visited them over the Christmas break, uh-huh. and we took a trip. My dad and I went up to um, Flagstaff. Yeah, and we're our plan, and we had reservations. There's a hotel. In the bottom of the canyon, oh. and you hike. You spend one day hiking down. Know. You spend the night there, and then you hike back, back up, up the next day. Oh, that's very cool. Well, that would have been cool, but a giant snowstorm hit uh-huh. the night we got there, and um, we weren't able to go. Dang! In fact, we decided to leave because we knew we knew we weren't going to be able to go, and we wanted to get out as quickly as we could. And uh-huh. uh, I had to drive through a lot of snow. Wow. Um, so I, I have seen the Grand Canyon. I've been there twice. But I've, I didn't get to go down to the bottom.
2: Yeah, and just so you know, it's just not a hole in the ground. Continue. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait! I got to take a sip. I got to take a sip. All right. All
1: right. And ten six two oh two, the only game of the first Super Bowl I missed. I went with a friend to see the Colts play the Bengals, who I had seen in Cincinnati get beat by the Buccaneers in uh-huh. ninety eight. Yeah. Right. Thirty-five to seven. That was a game where Mike Alstead had three touchdowns, and the, that's what I said, not him. And the two thousand five loss to the then Redskins in the playoffs, seventeen to ten. Hmm. No, that's incorrect, isn't it? Yeah, no, yep. it was the Redskins. Ah. Uh, we lost to the Giants in 07. and we beat the Redskins, as they were then called,
2: fair enough, in um, nineteen
1: ninety nine. Fair enough. Seventeen to ten. Yep, yeah, you got the score. it's right. good.
2: I, I like his detailedness. My, my point
1: is I love Tampa Bay play, win or lose. Of course, I've seen a lot more than their games, but I know the coaching staff has access to other games to use to prepare for each opponent. How broad is their access to the vast history of the NFL? Do they have access to every game ever recorded? I can only imagine that current head coaches or assistant coaches will go to more, cor- more current film and that perhaps most do to keep up with current trends in the game. However, I'm sure all teams are stealing plays from other teams from the past, the most successful in all phases of the game, and implementing them today. I have wondered this for a very long time. If you know the answer, thanks. Okay. I feel great about the Bucks right now. Here's to another focused victory over the Saints. Well, that didn't happen.
2: Right. Right.
1: I hope you and your families have had great holidays this year and wish you both well. well, well thanks
2: same to you Justin. thank Thank you very much for the time and And listen, if you take the time to write an email like that, we'll take the time to read it.
1: Um, I, and that's the
2: first time I got to hear it so
1: well, okay, as to the question, yep. actually don't think the database that they have easily easy access to goes back all that far okay i I don't think anybody's looking at games from like twenty or thirty years ago, right. However, we used to have a giant library
2: of mm, tape. Yeah. Yes.
1: That went back probably to the beginning of the franchise. Right. That stuff at least is not out anymore because you know the I room do. I'm talking about. Yes. They, they got coaches' offices in there. Now. Yes. yes. If those tapes still exist, they're in storage somewhere. Um,
2: or they got tossed because a lot of stuff got everything's tossed. Everything's
1: electronic now. Yeah. Um, you, you remember in the old days, Dave Levy and, yeah. and Pat Brazil and Chris Bryan, whoever it was, on the. Um, video staff after games would have to pull an all-nighter because they had to do
2: duplicate copies and And cut-ups they had to
1: do duplicates and cut-ups so that they could send them to your next three opponents into the league correct and every team in the team did every team in the league did that and that's how you got your tape to watch your upcoming opponents correct now it's all digital and you can you can just you can do your own cut-up at the you know you be like you just choose categories we're
2: on the airplane and they're looking at yeah
1: after the game, after
2: you're the, an hour after the game, yeah. they're looking at it. They're looking if at not fast yeah, on the buses. They're looking at it.
1: So yeah. you can sort everything. It's a great system, but I don't think it emphasizes going back far into history. Oh, uh, okay. And I don't think that coaches. Yeah, it's good to find ideas from other teams, but I think you're more looking at what's in the game now. Yeah, or maybe even looking at college, mm-hmm. seeing some of the innovations you see. Sure. So that would be my answer to that. This one is from Rosemary Fisher. Okay. Uh, I think she sent it right, pretty much right after. She probably read or heard this uh, podcast last week on Wednesday. Uh, I, if you recall, I said, hey, send us an email if you have an opinion on A Christmas Story, uh-huh. which you think is a great movie and yep. I think is total dreck. Right. Uh, Rosemary is on your side. She said, awesome Christmas movie. Aww. So there's a vote for you. Well, thank you. It's not going to be the last one, by I'm the way. sure. Um, in fact, I think I'll skip to that one. Yeah. Nope, that's not it. Okay. Um, this is from Elliot Lovejoy, our friend uh, in... Uh, uh, Australia, who yep. yeah. has been, who's currently met? in the U.S. Yes, I met him not this past weekend, but the weekend before.
2: He's traveling around a different sporting event. He's
1: seeing a lot of sporting events. Um, actually, no, this is just him. I, I he was at the Bucks game, and I got him sideline passes. Nice.
2: So he was thanking me for that. Wow, that you have some pull. Those are hard
1: to get. No, they're not. Scott, this is from this is also from Jesse, who we were just talking to, who wrote the long one, because I, I emailed him right back. Because he sent this email, like, and it arrived, like, right after we finished uh, uh, recording last week. Okay. So I answer him, say, hey, don't worry if, don't be disappointed if you don't hear your question. We'll get to it next week. And so he emailed back to say, thank you. Hmm. So he All said, right. it gave me an idea of when I should send the next question. Ah. We get most of our questions between Sunday night and Monday morning like Monday night.
2: Okay, that's fair. It's 24 hours. I
1: think a, a lot of veteran listeners to the podcast know that we generally um, record Go on, on Tuesday afternoons. Yep. This is from Philip Spencer in Spokane. Hey, Jeff and Scott. Hey. I've had to catch up on the last few ep- episodes, but I have to. I think he meant to say I've yet to
2: catch oh, up. Oh, okay.
1: No, no, no. He says, but I have to, for once, disagree with Scott. Oh. A Christmas Story is a classic for a reason. Such a great movie. And I have to say... Just like you did, Jeff, with Barbie, get past the first 15 minutes and give it a real, honest shot. Which is ah, fair, fair. Wow. Because that's what I told Why? you about Barbie. Why
2: didn't I argue it that
1: way? You really should have. I should have. Damn. It's completely fair because Jeff gave up on Barbie after 12 minutes. I did. And I don't know exactly how many minutes, but I'd estimate about 15 minutes. I gave up on Christmas Story because I thought it was one of the worst movies I'd ever seen. So, yes, I need to give it another shot. Even if it's... How long is that movie? 90 minutes, maybe? Yeah, it's 90 minutes. If, okay, if it's 90 minutes, I lose out of my life. It's not in the world.
2: Yeah. Um, I there just, are a number of people who totally disagreed with you that were not going to say anything to you about disagreeing with
1: you. I wish somebody who agreed with me had written in.
2: Well...
1: Because yeah, it's only does two. That t- it's not what, like it's overwhelming. But what does that tell you? That you found two people that agree with you? Okay. And are motivated enough to say so?
2: All right. Very good. Be grumpy.
1: I just, this is still, um, Phil. All right. Was he got a question? I don't
2: think so. I
1: just have to say, it's been so much fun watching the last few weeks and seeing just how incredible, incredible AWJ, which by the way, I've not seen it written. I had to think for a minute who that was.
2: AWJ? Yeah. I don't know. Antoine Winfield Jr. Jr. Nobody around here calls him that or writes it that way. So
1: that, that got me for a minute. Anyway, he says, seeing how incredible AWJ and Yaya have been playing, seeing Mm. their performances makes me wonder, when was the last time a Buck won... They call
2: him Tweezy.
1: Okay. When was the last time a Buck won a Rookie of the Year or Defensive Player of the Year award? Uh Thanks for always being the voice of the team. That's nice. And thanks for reading. Phil from Spokane. Nice. Okay. The Buccaneers actually have won a good amount of Defensive Player of the Year awards. Uh Probably more than a lot of
2: teams. Teams, Right.
1: Uh, not more than Houston, because J.J. White won like 65 of them by himself. But uh, the first one was Leroy Selman in 1979. Okay. And that was the first year the Bucks made the playoffs. The second one was Warren Sapp in 1999. And that was the year we went to the NFC Championship. Next game. one was Derrick Brooks? Correct. In okay. 2002, and we won the Super Bowl. So that's nice. been done three times. Nice. Uh, I believe the last... I believe we won two Rookie of the Year. I'm going to look it up right now. Two Rookie of the Year. And, and, and I'm I'm going to confine this to the official AP Awards.
2: Okay. Because there's yep.
1: other awards out there. Yeah, yeah, But we're yeah. talking about AP uh, Rookie of the Year. Um, I believe Cadillac in 05. Yes, Cadillac yep. was the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year in 05. Yeah. And Warwick Dunn was the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1997. Wow. I don't believe we've ever had a defensive. I'll look real quick. No, nope. we- no. no, that's Defensive Player.
2: Right
1: AP, Defensive Rookie of the Year, blah, 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 blah. Looking down the list, looking down the list. Looking, no, no, we've never won that. We've also never won Comeback Player of the Year, which no. is not play this year. Right. We didn't talk about that, but we talked about it last week. Right. Uh, so there's your answer. 2005 for Rookie of the Year Award and 2002 for okay. Defensive Player of the Year. Very good. Good question. Very good. We've never won Offensive or MVP, though Tom Brady was second in the voting in 2001, I believe. Yeah. 21, I mean. 2021. Yep. yep. All right. This is from Omar, uh, Rodriguez, and he's from Waimama, okay, which is here in Florida. Yep. Hello, dogs. Hope Dog. this finds you well. Yes, it does. Hopefully, by now we have won our division. Um, uh, yeah. Last episode, you mentioned the Ink Master show. I did. You did. For five hundred, this this is his question. All right. This Buccaneers offensive lineman was on an episode of Ink Master. Really. And I know the I know the answer.
2: I've never seen Ink Master. Okay.
1: You still could have known he was on the show.
2: Uh, An offensive guy? Oh, Mike Evans.
1: Offensive lineman? Oh,
2: offensive lineman.
1: Mike Evans would be a good guy. Yeah. (laughs) He's got Um, a lot of tattoos.
2: Then that would... um, Is that the guy... Was it a center that we... No. No? I don't know. Okay, so I knew the answer because... I'm trying to think of who has awesome tattoos.
1: I don't think that'll help you. Go ahead. Um... I don't know if they're still doing it, but MTV or MTV2 for the last year or so has been running a lot of Ink Master um, marathons, okay. like on the weekend. Sure. So in the off-season, I watched that a lot. And in this one particular case, I turned it on like halfway through the episode, and I'm seeing there's three there's three hosts or, or ju- judges, and I'm seeing them talking to a guy who's a guest on the show, and I say to myself... That guy looks an awful lot like Donovan Smith. Oh, <laughs> was it? It, it was. Really? Yeah, it was like 30 seconds later. I'm like, wait a minute, that is Donovan Smith. That's I had no idea he'd been wow. on the show. And so the next time we had open locker room after that, I went up to Donovan and, say, and said that. I'm like, and, and talked to him about it. I'm like, I couldn't believe this. I'm like, that guy looks like Donovan Smith. So it was fun. And um, he said he had a good time on the show. He got a tattoo. Um, they They have categories. Like there'll be, they'll be, everybody has to tattoo a, in this case, it was like a national monument and it has to be in new school style or something oh, like that. Okay. I don't expect you to I know see. what that is. And so he had a like, like a new school Statue of Liberty.
2: Oh. Um
1: he, His guy that tattooed him didn't win, but I don't think he got eliminated yet. Right. Okay. So I knew the answer and I immediately emailed it back to Omar. Very good. And he says, that's awesome, didn't. Didn't think you would respond so quickly. Also, if you're going to mention where I'm from, it's pronounced Waimama. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I guess I've gained a reputation yeah. of not being able to announce
2: Yeah, uh, city names, names that Because I are. did
1: know Waimama. Yeah. It's not that far from here, right? No, it's
2: not. It's a, It's in Hillsborough County. It is? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Waimama's in Hillsborough County? Yeah. You certain? I'm sir. pretty sure. Oh, now we've gone to pretty sure. This uh, is a classic I, Jeff Ryan move ahead. right here. Go ahead. It's
2: in Hillsborough it's County. Pretty, this is classic it's Jeff. It's my mama. Are you sure? Yeah, it's I'm sure. A, Are it, you sure? Well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, it's a uh it's a farming community. And un, uh, it's unincorporated.
1: An unincorporated census designated place in Hillsborough County. There you go. It's it's
2: south of um, Sun City. I know didn't know it. I didn't know that was in Hillsborough County. Well, Hillsborough,
1: Hillsborough County reaches farther than I realized.
2: Hillsborough County is very, very large. You it sure, sure is. It goes all the way to Plant City. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: That's yeah. pretty far. Yes.
2: Yes. Hillsborough County is big.
1: It's bordered to the north by Baum, to Baum, the yeah. Balm. To the B A L M. Mm-hmm. To the west by Sun City Center.
2: Yeah. Why? Well, there you go. And
1: to the south by Manatee County. Yeah. Yeah. North. North 19 miles to the Brandon Tampa area.
2: Yeah. Yep. Interesting.
1: There you go. All right. Are Sarasota and Bradenton part of Hillsborough? No, those uh, no, are
2: no. That's Manatee County. Okay,
1: all right. I did know it was pronounced "my mama" though, but I don't mind being told because yep. there's a track record. It'd be there. your mama. Um, okay, this is from Philip Schwadron in California. Hey, extra salty dogs. Hope the New Year holiday was pleasant, and now it's time to vent. Yeah, I can handle a loss. <laughs> I can handle four turnovers, no running game, no picks, only one sack, no Mike Evans touchdown, and no division title this week. But picture in your minds the great archaeologist Indiana Jones rolling over on his back and groaning, "Saints, why did it have to be Saints?"
2: <laughs> you get the reference. I got it. Snakes. Yes, I got it. Yes. He goes. I hate them. No, so it, it, much, much that you know what that is the. It's kind of like if you only win two games out of the year. Could it's it be the Saints? Saints? We
1: did beat them
2: uh, yeah. this year. And, and pretty handily. But the Saints feel the same way. It Nothing feels better than to them than beating yeah, the Yeah, they Buccaneers. have definitely
1: became, become yeah. my our, most our, hated and, team. And,
2: and nationally, people don't understand that that's the biggest rivalry in our division. I
1: used to be more mad at the Falcons, but now yeah. I, I it's no. the Saints. That no,
2: it's win. the Saints, yep.
1: Okay, yeah. I got that out, says Phil. Good. My question is, how do we get James Wilder into the discussion for Ring of Honor? There were only a few players from the McKay area, McKay era, worthy of the ring, and I think the only one still not in it is Wilder. Mm-hmm. I think it would also be a great tie-in for next year's creamsicle game. Oh. See you in the playoffs," he said with hope and faith in the twenty twenty-four Bucks. I Phil like Schwadron, thanks, Phil. Um, he's he's definitely up there. Yeah. I would think just because he's our all-time leading rusher. Right. Um, he's also up there in all-time leading receptions. He owns like the single-season rushing. Uh, record he owns uh he well yeah that basically um i personally though uh i i don't think it's necessarily necessary to tie it into the creamsicle game next year we don't really the creamsicle game itself gives you a boost and it would probably put put the ring of honor guy in a different yeah yeah but to me the next my opinion is the next two should be hardy nickerson and Simeon rice Wow, and then if we want to talk about James Waller in a few years, maybe
2: so, so so my question is, who goes on the west side of the stadium first? Hardy Nickerson. Oh, okay. So you wouldn't because there's you, no more room, right? Yeah, no, there's no more room
1: on the other side.
2: Correct, on the east side.
1: So we're gonna have to start putting him on the west side. And to me, the next guy I would put in is Hardy Nickerson because I think he was a culture changer here, uh, and yes, great numbers as well. Very
2: much so. Did Pro Bucks Vols. Radio for one year.
1: Pro Bowls. Yeah, yep. he was the I know what year it was because I can mm-hmm. he's he's the one talking to uh Gene when Matt Bryant makes the okay, Seals. hallelujah. Yep. All right, home boy. This is also from Jesse. All right. Who's uh it's another long one. Right. PS Salty Dogs. I hope you'll allow me to add that while my emotions are subsiding from the loss to the Saints at home, just typing that makes me salty, he says. I can't help but feel like it was worse than it was. I think all Bucks fans can relate to that. However, as much as I hate the Saints, they played with a purpose that led to the Saints' 40th victory over the Bucks. Wow. Saltily typed, he says, "They are now tied to the team I had previously previously hated more than the Saints, the Chicago Bears, (laughs) with the most wins versus Tampa Bay, Uh, 25 and 40. We are against New Orleans, 22 and 40, against Chicago. Mm. Yeah, I hate the Saints more now, but I will always hate the Bears.
2: Yeah,
1: it's weird." Because it doesn't feel like Tampa Bay is still leading the, the division after the loss. As much as I hate to say it, 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 it seems New York should be leading. No. We beat no. them. Yes. We beat them, too. Yes. Don't base it all on no. the last game. No. Yet they're not, and all Tampa has to do is win Sunday. Step
2: back Carolina. from
1: the ledge. That's it, whether the Saints beat the Falcons or not. And just like that, they can be beating the Panthers, kind yeah. of make everybody outside the right. Saints forget about the Saints right. until next season.
2: You can change everything next week, this week coming up. That's that's that. But I understand. I understand the feeling of. It just feels worse. You you kind of would like if you like I said previously. If you lost in Lambeau Field, you might go. Eh, well, you know it's Lambeau Field, but we didn't. We did, and now we move on.
1: All right. This is from Sam in Nashville. Okay. Wow. What a game! I think William Shakespeare would have been very proud of the Bucks reenactment of a comedy of errors Ooh, yesterday. Wow. So many weird things happened, like Palmer's fumble. Just a tough game overall. I saw an interesting tweet from Greg Almond that said, since the start of the 2021 season, the Bucks have been held to three points or less, entering the fourth quarter six times. In our six games versus the Saints, it's happened four times. And in our other 44 games, it's happened twice. While this was disappointing, I think the boys will rebound Sunday and we'll be wearing new hats and T-shirts coming home. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully with a win by Green Bay or Seattle too, so the Saints are sitting at home after Sunday, yeah. Thanks for will. the great podcast as always, and I hope you both have a great 2024. Thank well, same you. to same you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't read that particular tweet, but that sounds accurate. Uh, the Saints have been an issue for us for yeah. years now. Greg
2: Greg has a lot of interesting stuff, but he tweets a lot, so sometimes <laughs> the really good stuff gets lost. Yeah,
1: I can't put him on um, no, notifications because no. he tweets. So yeah, much.
2: He, he's he's really on it, and oh, he knows what he's I talking about. I do enjoy. But there's so many of them that sometimes I go, wow, it's just the, the nuggets are getting lost. Well,
1: he's very good at also responding to people that yeah. respond to him. Well, that's the new thing now. Um, okay. Uh, two more. All right. Daniel, this is um, our friend from Palm Harbor. Okay. Ahoy, Salty Dogs, and happy 2024. Okay. Hope you guys had a great New Year like me. Even though we lost, we still have the best case scenario. Win against the Panthers, and we win the, win the South and host a home playoff game. Ah. I've been a Buccaneers fan since the day I was born in 1994, okay. which was my third season with the team. I, that was me talking. Wow. And I've lived in Florida my whole life. I love this team. My question, what are the craziest playoff scenarios throughout the years that the Bucs have been a part of? And my second question is, do you guys believe in New Year's resolutions, and if you do, keep. And if you do do you keep them, or how fast do you break them? Keep up the good work from Daniel and Palmer. Go mm-hmm. Bucs, raise the flags. Okay. All right. There's a lot of these seasons that have ended in kind of yeah. wacky ways. Yeah. One of the ones that comes to mind for me is 2000 when we were playing up in Green Bay
2: uh-huh.
1: for in the regular season finale. And um, a win would have given us the Bye-bye. division title. Oh. I don't know if it would have been a bye. I think it would have been a
2: bye. Yeah. I think we would have was been a two that the, Was that the Miss Martin Germanica?
1: Yeah. So, we're it's the last game of the season. We're at Green Bay. Yeah. Game goes to overtime. Well, it goes to overtime because at the yeah. end of regulation, Martin missed like a 41-yarder or something. Yeah. Which is, we say that with incredulousness in our sure. voice because right. he was a great kicker. Automatico. Yeah. Yes. So, that was very surprising. So, instead of getting a bye, mm-hmm. we had to go to Philly yeah. as a wild card team and then we lost... 21 to 3. Yep. Um, even the, the first Super Bowl year, we were in Chicago and we went into that final game. We were playing at night, really not thinking we were going to get the second seed in a bye. Right. Yeah. But there was a number of, I think, I can't remember, Jets beat somebody. There was a number of um, uh, things that happened that helped we, us. And we were the last game. Yeah. We were the night game. And so we realized by the time we kicked off, we knew that if we win, yes. and that was in Champaign, Illinois, if we win, we're going to get the two seed. Yep.
2: Everything would. Come on up Roses.
1: I mean, um, what's another one? Uh, well, the 1982 season was weird because that was the strike year, and the Bucks won their last three games and finished five and four. Yeah, there's.
2: <laughs> um, in 2000 and all I can say is this five every every playoff year that didn't win in a super end in a Super Bowl is very disappointing. <laughs> because you plan for the next week and then it doesn't happen and it just stops. It's yeah. over. It's done.
1: Yeah, the both the um both the 05 and 07 seasons were disappointing cuz we lost at home. Yeah. Um in the first round and in both games the offense didn't like nothing. We lost 17 yeah, like... to Washington and 24-14 to the Giants. Yeah.
2: Th- craziness
1: of Um in 05 in week 16 out of 17. So the second to last week we were playing Atlanta. The, the division was still up for grabs. Right. Um, we had one in Carolina two weeks earlier, which had put us in a good position to potentially clinch the division. But if we had lost to Atlanta, we would have been in a bad spot. We um, go to overtime. And uh, I can't remember who it was. Maybe it was Carl. No, I don't think it was Carl. Somebody – Edel Shepard, maybe
2: uh-huh.
1: we get the win the toss and get the ball first. And back then it was still if you kick a field goal, sure. you win. Game, the game over. Uh he fumbles the opening kickoff and Atlanta recovers, and then they just yep. position themselves just. for a short field goal. But Dwayne White blocks the field goal, uh-huh. saves the season, and then we go back and forth. We miss a field goal. That was a Matt Bryant. Yeah. We miss a field goal. Uh, Back and forth. That was the game famously where Atlanta, towards the end of overtime, was backed up near their own goal line, facing a fourth down, wondering if a tie will get them in. Right. Do they need to win or can they get a tie? tie. And so, because if they have to win, then they have to go for it on fourth down. They choose to punt. We get the ball around midfield and end up kicking a game winning field goal uh, near the end of overtime. Yeah. So that was kind of a crazy one. Gosh.
2: To think that. Good memories, though. We got to have a tie, though. To, to get in. That's crazy. Yeah, well, like I said, though, unless you win the Super Bowl, it a, is a sudden stop. But then, you know, what happens is after the season's over with, as the season progresses, you kind of look back at the season and go, oh, you know, that was pretty decent. That was okay. Or you go, ooh, we, we really have a lot of work to do. That's uh, it.
1: One final email that I don't need to read. It was just our friend from Australia, again, Elliot, uh-huh. uh, sending a thank you and some pictures from his time on the sideline. Nice. But he says at the bottom, he goes, oh, he said, send my love to Jeff too. Uh, but he says, met Warren Sapp on the sideline. I was bricking it.
2: Uh, Remember that from yeah, last week? Yeah, yeah. Bricking it. Bricking it. Like, it. Yeah. your pants. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's
1: Australian slang, apparently. That's
2: nice. Bricking it. Nice. Uh, so that's pretty funny. I that he said, tell that. Warren thank you for being nice.
1: He said in his interview with he was in his interview with me for their show. Uh-huh. You remember they had the, there the at least one we listened to. There were three people: him right. and another man and a woman. woman. Uh-huh. I don't remember the names, but he was referring to her as AB. Uh-huh. call her AB. Sure. And um, he was talking about our relationship on this show, and he ended up. I at, he mentioned AB. I was like, "Oh, you mean the? Fu-? I said this. Oh, I said, yeah. oh, you mean the funny one? Yeah, uh, that's good.' Because the clip we heard, yeah, she, was, she very was very funny. Very funny. Um, and then he ended up comparing her role in that to your role in this. Uh-huh. And I agreed. And he goes, oh, I guess that means Jeff's the funny one. I'm like, yeah,
2: oh, I, walked right wow. yeah <laughs> I walked right into that one. That was one. solid. I walked right into so, that one. That was solid. I like it. Um,
1: yeah, you're probably the funny one because you, you say things occasionally that are so unbelievably untrue uh, that it's funny. Wow. Well. Although you've been, you had a pretty good record in this particular...
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. Point. It's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> oh, yeah. That one guy asked us, do you make New Year's resolutions? Uh, the only one that I... Uh, you know, I mean, I always say I want to try to be a better person. I always I always say that. That never works out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I always say um, I want to... Uh, and I've done pretty good since uh, 2020, is being in in a weight class that I'm very very comfortable with, and yep, I feel good, and it, do. and it works my back.
1: Yeah, you've been and good. So
2: I've been very good about that. But I'm a, I'm on the on uh, my scale. I'm on the on the upper part of my scale mm. that I like to be at. So I want to bring it back down. Oh. But it's so hard when it's playoff time yeah. and we travel and we go out and have restaurants and stuff. So I don't
1: tend to make big decisions until after the football season. Oh
2: already. yeah, no, I yeah no.
1: Uh, I don't generally make resolutions. Um, I probably would not be good at keeping them, um, I'm thinking.
2: I was reading a, a, an article um, about resolutions. You, sh- you should make them and make them so... Reasonable? Yeah, they're attainable. Yeah. So y- you're not... Like, I'm not I'm not going to eat any sweets for the next five months. Yeah. You're like, mm, yeah, you are. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, my, a lot of people do uh, alcohol-free January. Yeah. My sister just... Texted me. Okay.
1: Not all math math puns are bad, just some. Uh, Oh, I got it. I got it. You didn't have to explain (laughs) it to me.
2: (laughs) Oh, she's as funny as you are. (laughs) She knows I love puns.
1: Email us if you've got a good pun. Yes. I'll read any I'll read any puns because even if they make you groan, that's a good pun.
2: It's all about the reaction. It doesn't always have to be the funny reaction. It's just you. No, you. you, I, you I, reacted to people it. People who like you. telling puns like it when they get a groan. Yeah. All right.
1: Very good. We got anything else? I'm saying that pun. Yeah. Was a pretty good
2: addition to our uh, oh, podcast, don't you think? I I hope it doesn't divide us. <laughs> math math <laughs> puns are easy. There's a million of those. Yeah. It doesn't add up to me. <laughs> Shall I continue? No. Okay. I think we're done here. All right. The square root of this is <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't even a pun. I know. That's why you were supposed to go, Oh no, you don't grow on at non oh. puns, you grown at a good pun. Okay. Since you did, thanks for listening.